Hey, Teresa, are you re- Teresa? Honk shoo. Honk shoo. Teresa. Me, 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 me. It's Schmanners. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. I'm glad you've woken up after our hilarious <laughs> intro. <bit. laughs> yeah, I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit. She wasn't really asleep. That was pretend for yes. a joke. Yes. So this week, talk about naps. Yeah, you know what? Naps are great. It's a subject very close to our heart. Um, I'm sure this is, you know what, I'm, I've, ever since having a baby, my wife having a baby, I should say, I've tried really hard not to relate everything to like, you know, now that I'm a parent, because (laughs) even before we had BB, Teresa and I still really enjoyed naps. That said, I will say that naps, Griffin has referred to them before as survival naps, (laughs) which is a pretty good way of putting it, because it is a thing like, BB will go to bed, take her nap at like 12.30 in the afternoon, and Teresa and I are like, yes, yes, nap time. (laughs) Like, we'll take naps. It is one of the, I will say, beauties of working for yourself from home, is that you could say, you know what, I'm going to take a 45-minute nap now and just work 45 minutes longer at the end of the day. Yep. And you can do that. It's That flexi great. schedule. Though I will say, it's not like when I was working at the theater, I wasn't also taking naps. So... Well, because you were physically exhausted. Well, but also when I worked at Best Buy, I would hide behind refrigerators and take naps too. So like... Oh, boy. Oh, oh no. Are you worried that Best Buy is going to fire me? <laughs> Oh, no. No, see, here's the thing. I, for a while, I don't think that it is breaking news to anyone that I was diagnosed with postpartum depression and anxiety. Um, And one of the things that I talked to my therapist about was just the fatigue, the unending fatigue that comes with depression. And when um, I went on medication, I kind of kind of missed the sleeping like here's the thing naps are great when you want to take a nap not when you have to take a nap yeah naps are really great like okay oh here's what it is oh okay here it is here's my metaphor naps are a really great treat like you might have like a bonbon or truffle right Mm -hmm. but if you're starving and someone just hands you a bonbon or truffle you're like this is not what i need right now yes yes so i'm not saying that depression was awesome because i slept all the time what i am saying is now that i am properly medicated and going to therapy i still enjoy resting the restful business of the nap. I'm not taking three-hour naps anymore, though. My dad, I remember when I was a kid, and my dad, just a reminder for anyone who doesn't know it, my dad was a radio DJ for, like, the... Basically ever. Yeah, for the last, like, 35 years or whatever, recently retired. And his shift for as long as I can remember was the morning shift. So he was doing the, you know, like, five to noon slot so he would like wake up for work at like three o'clock in the morning and be home at like one and as soon as he would get home sleep 
like sleep for like two hours. Mm-hmm. And I used to think I was like, man, that dude sleeps every day. And now, <laughs> because what I didn't appreciate at the time was I my youthful energy would carry me through like three or four hours of sleep. Like I, I as a kid, I had really bad like insomnia because I had a really overactive imagination. So I used to go like days without sleeping and I'd just be fine. It was just fine. And I remember in college, like, staying up till, like, 4 o'clock in the morning, sleeping till 8, and going to classes and being fine. Congratulations. Now, now the idea of that makes me sad. Yeah, Just the sad. idea. Can I tell um, you that when I was a freshman in college, not... Well, I, I freshmaned at two separate universities, at the first university. I actually planned my classes so that I had a two-hour break in the afternoon and could take a nap. Nice. I was taking 22 credit hours, and I needed that nap. Just to be fair, she didn't, like, fail out the first year. No, no, no. I transferred transferred. to a different one. Okay. Enough about this. That's the end of the show. Bye, everybody. (laughs) No, tell me about naps. Well, so first I'd like to talk about the idea of taking lots of naps instead of sleeping. Wait, before we get into that, oh, I want to okay. say why I thought oh, about oh, okay. doing this topic. Okay. Because somebody asked a question that we're not going to answer, but it, it was a it really clued me in because I remember working at Best Buy and working in a lot of jobs and like people would get like lunch break or smoke break, don't smoke, or like whatever. And for some reason, those were all pretty socially acceptable. But the idea of, like, I'm going to take 20 minutes and go lay down on the couch was like, come on. Come on, like, person. You're being so lazy. In this culture. Yeah. Yeah, that is how business and such uh, views it. But I'm going to talk about how times are changing that way, too. Okay. But it does seem like a nap versus any other kind of break or even sleeping seems a lot more of, like, I hope no one finds out I'm napping. You know what I mean? It feels like a thing you're worried about people, like catching you doing yeah but it's it's changing it's changing so here's the thing um there are many arguments and it's supported in literature that from like uh the 15 to the 1800s that's when we've seen the literature that people didn't sleep through the night what they did was uh, you would go to bed when the sun went down because, I mean, candles weren't always available, were expensive, and uh, a lot of um, um, a lot of nighttime was associated with ne'er do wells, yes. right? And there weren't like street lamps. Well, so also, what were you gonna do? Yeah, like the only thing you'd really stay up to do is like read the Bible or like maybe eat or talk to each other. But it's not like you were staying up late. To watch Netflix right. or staying up late to like go to a party. And if you were outside, I mean, maybe you would to go to a party. But, but not like party party, you know, <laughs> like a lame out party. And if you were outside, you could get robbed or mugged or lost. Or because by animals. Any of that stuff because. Or the headless horseman would get you. Oh, boy. Um, it's a very real threat. It's people. a very real threat. So people went to bed when the sun went down. But that sometimes is like 6.30. So it's really kind of impossible to sleep from sun down to sun up. Um, So what happened was the people's bodies woke up kind of naturally around midnight. So they'd go to sleep like 6.37, sleep for like four or five hours. Right. And these were called first 
and second sleeps. And I mean, it's really interesting to look at some of the literature and it's never really explained because it's just taken as a given. Like everybody knows what this is. Um, in the in French, it is called Darville. Okay. And English speaker, speakers might have called it the watch. Um, I think this is, is that mentioned in, uh, in Mackers? Isn't the, the doorman drinking on the watch? Well, but I assume that that's like watching the gate, like taking turns on the watch. Yeah, but it is like late at night, right? Yeah, maybe that dude was doing double entendre left and right. Maybe it is a punny joke. Oh, who knows? Um, and so... This is something, like I said, that it's 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 taken for granted that everybody did it, everybody knew what it was. And what really happened was, in those two hours, I mean... You would have was, a fourth meal. <laughs> maybe, maybe you got a snack, but it was still dark, you know, so you couldn't, like, work. You couldn't, like, you know, I don't know, sew or, or cook or, you know, any of those kind of things. So usually what happened is people prayed. There were special prayers for this midnight time. Um, people made more kids. Made kids. Yeah. Uh, also, I mean, just talked with the people that they were sleeping with. I mean, in the way of a lot of times, whole families co-slept in the whole bed. So, or they would talk like, what do you think life would be like if we had a box we could turn on right now to watch <laughs> some, anything, anything at all? So this was kind of the, you know, maybe a family meeting time or, or you know, just having fun talking to each other. Um, and then your body naturally, because it's so dark and because you're not being very active, you would fall back asleep around two and then wake up when the sun got up. Um, so that's kind of, kind of nap-like, right? Well, it seems to me it's just kind of a different structure of sleep. And that's... Uh... And that's not the only time that happens, right? Because there's a thing like with Benjamin Franklin, right? That's like weird sleeping. I don't remember what it is, but it's something, right? Um, I mean, there are reports that he subscribed to segmented sleeping. Um, I have like three seen, hours up, three hours asleep, three hours up, something like that. I have seen something sort of like that, but I also saw a schedule where he pretty much slept 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. and then took like 20 minute naps, but. He is quoted with saying that um, he liked to take, quote, air baths in, <laughs> during his waking time of uh, the midnight to two-ish. Is that just walking around naked? Yeah, that's standing naked in a window. Oh, cool. Um, cool, 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 cool. Maybe if you had a tall fence, I guess. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so this also brings to mind... Uh, how in different cultures we talk about naps differently, right? Um, so here's the thing about what I want to say is there's the there's the siesta, right? But siesta that that I always thought about was the whole town closes down and everybody goes and takes a nap for two hours. But that's that's not really it. What I've come to find a siesta really is, is it's like a long lunch break, 
right? So you would go home, have a leisurely lunch with your family or friends or neighbors, and then maybe like 20 to 30 minutes of that would be lying down time. Maybe not necessarily asleep, but definitely resting. And this goes back to um, those uh, the climates where it's quite hot during the day. So really from like 12 to 2 is the hottest time where the sun is directly overhead. So a lot of different cultures take a rest, a siesta maybe, um, during that time of the day because it's just just too hot to really do anything. You know what I mean? Especially, I would assume that if you are some kind of customer service industry, people wouldn't be out and about during the hottest time of the day. So you're probably not doing a lot of business during that time either. Well, I mean, yeah, especially if it is the cultural norm. Um, And then, so this is something that, you know, we talk about culture, but class also factors in. Um, So as far as naps go, naps became really kind of fashionable during the day for the upper class because they could afford candles. Uh, I mean, especially... Uh, pre, pre, pre-industrial revolution and then right after industrial revolution became very, uh, you know, in vogue to stay up late to throw parties and balls and the rich people could do this. And especially with the advent of indoor gas lighting and also electric lighting, if you were rich, you could stay up late. So at that point in history, people were taking naps during the day so they could stay up later. Got it. So much like how I, an adult now, if I know I have to, say, go see a play and I have to be up till 10.30 p.m., it's like, oh, I better take a nap. <laughs> 10.30 p.m., are you kidding me? Uh, who's even awake then? Sure. So uh, that's that's really what I have as far as naps... Um, the, the cultural norm, but I do want to talk about that idea of taking a nap at work. Okay. Um, so in China, I am told by sleep.org that workers often take a break after lunch and put their heads on their desk for an hour-long nap. And it's considered their right. So that's a, that's a culture where the business environment says, like, you work really hard, you deserve to take a nap during your lunch break. There is also, I think it's in Japan, um, but I don't know, it might have spread to more places than that. You can find nap hotels mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you can like rent a room like by the hour, which there's an easy joke to be made there of back in olden days, a room that rented by the hour was usually used by people of the evening. Um, <laughs> wink, wink. But the idea of like, I love this idea because the number of times like I've been walking around New York. I remember one time I was in New York and I got in super early. It flew a red eye from L.A. to New York and got in like nine o'clock in the morning. And I couldn't check into my hotel until three. Yeah. And I was so tired. And I was like, what do I do? And I was like, I would pay. (laughs) By about (laughs) noon, I was so tired because I can't sleep on planes. So I'd basically just been up like for 20 some hours. And I was like, I would pay any amount of money to sleep on a bed for an hour. I've also said the same thing at amusement parks and theme parks, that there should be like a quote ride that is just like a bed. And it's like, hey, cool. We did that one time 
Teresa, when Teresa was pregnant, mm. um, me and Tybee and uh, our sister Elizabeth, Teresa and my sister Elizabeth, went on uh, the tram ride, which takes like an hour and a half, and there's like some turbulence on it, so she could not go on because she was pregnant. So she just like walked into the nurse's, you know, the doctor's- The first aid station. And was like, I ain't lay down. I am pregnant. So she just like <laughs> took a nap. Yeah. It was great. It was great. Um, in Italy- uh, the same kind of siesta idea is called reposo. Um, and that's around noon to one thirty, and then go, can go as late as 4. And again, this is a an idea where like the businesses shut down and public places like, you know, museums and churches and stuff actually lock their doors so that their employees can go home for a leisurely lump, lunch and maybe a snooze. I Here's the thing. I think. Oh, and you know what? Talking about uh, while you were, you just really wanted a nap, they have nap pods now that you can have, uh, that businesses are actually looking into, places like Google. I'm told, again, by sleep.org, provide places for people to nap, believing that it increases productivity and creativity. I think, I am not a sociologist, as I have established on the show many, many, many times, but I will put forward a theory that I think will be proven right by other sociologists amongst themselves they don't need to tell me. But my theory is this. The reason here in the U.S. that we are so, uh, that we kind of look down our noses a little bit at naps is because this whole idea of like the bootstrap People who work hard, you got to work hard. All Mm -hmm. of that is pushed by like bosses and owners to get their employees to work harder and do it because the promise of someday that brass ring is going to be yours if you just work hard enough. And so because of that kind of forced industriousness, the idea of letting employees take a break or employees insisting on taking a break for a nap feel so wrong right no no you got to work on america's built on people working hard i mean it feels counterintuitive in that sense but i mean all you have to do is look at the research right and you can find that that employees who nap even 20 minutes just like head on desk they are so much more apt to get their work done and not like I don't want to say dawdle, but maybe procrastinate. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe they'll not flip around Facebook as much or, or, right, or you solitaire. To, you get that post-lunch kind of like, well, now I'm counting down the time. Right. Now it's I've only got like two more hours to kill, right? Where you come in the morning, burst of energy, get stuff done. Then you take lunch and you're like, well... Nothing to look forward to now until I get off work. Yeah. I like I said, I think I think it is um baloney, the idea of like work hard industriousness, right? Because I do think tired workers aren't as good as rested workers. And they're more like, apt to make mistakes, honestly. Yes. So this is us saying you should nap. You should take a nap. Maybe right now. Maybe pause this. But first, before you pause it, how about a thank you note for our sponsors? I would like to say thank you this week to Squarespace, partially because they are one of our sponsors, but also <laughs> because 
Squarespace has allowed me to do a lot of stuff in regards to like creating websites. That oh yeah, I didn't think I would ever be. Here's the thing: I've talked about this. I know I've talked about it on this show before. The idea of back in the day, like when you were talking about creating a website, you were talking about like MySpace or like a really dumb GeoCity site with like a dancing hamster and like an under construction sign. Not with Squarespace. With Squarespace, you're going to make like an actual thing that's like, oh, you must have gone to school for this or you must have paid somebody to make this for you. No, 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 no. You went on squarespace.com to maybe showcase your work or to like blog or publish content or use it for like announcing upcoming events or special projects. More or less, all of that stuff is stuff I use it for. (laughs) Um, And what's really cool is that one, They've got beautiful customizable templates. So like it's not like every Squarespace site looks the same. No. They all look different because you customize them and make it your own. They have e-commerce functionality so you can sell anything online using your website. It's customized for mobile right out of the box so you don't have to do anything special to let it be used on iPhones and stuff. And they help you get a domain and with over 200 extensions. So like they create you, ha- you create the site, you get the domain for it. You got your website going and it's free and secure hosting. It's a great deal. So here's what you are going to do because you heard all of that and you're like, I'm ready to have my own amazing website. Great. Welcome. Welcome to the fold. <laughs> Go to squarespace.com slash schmanners, S H M A N N E R S for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code SCHMANNERS to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Go. Go check it out. Now, squarespace.com slash SCHMANNERS, offer code SCHMANNERS. We're also sponsored in part by Bombas. Um, And here's the thing. I wear socks. Slow down. Oh. Okay. I wear socks. Uh Uh-huh. At least for an hour every day. Now, I also like to walk around my house on my bare feet. But you know what's really great about Bombas socks? What's that? They're so comfortable that I can walk around my house in the socks and not feel like, oh, I got to get these off, right? They They don't feel sweaty. They don't feel itchy. They don't like, they fit so well that they're not slipping off and falling off and all that stuff. And it's because... They have some really great tech that goes into their socks. They've got honeycomb arch support, cushioned footbed, Y-stitched heel, and they're made of so such, such soft cotton. Like, I feel like I should get a sweater made out of this sock material. I will also say it's the only time I've ever had those, like, super low-cut, like, just, you know, shoe. Yeah, like high, the right. athletic-style yeah, Heidi socks. That don't slip off yeah. the back. It's the first time, like, because I've all, I love those, right? Because every so often I wear shorts, and when I do, I don't want socks coming up to my knees. And having those socks that don't slip down on my shoes is great. I have a pair that even has kind of, like, Little plasticky stuff, like it's all—it's not sticky, but it's like it has silicon. It is, yeah. It has silicone, just... silicon, <laughs> oh, pelican. No. What? No, it has just enough grip that it's not going to slide off inside your shoe. And you know what else is really great about Bombas? They donate one brand new pair of socks for every pair they sell. So to date, they've sold and donated over 7 million pairs. And socks are one of the like big things that homeless shelters need. Because like I said, everybody got to wear those socks for a little while a day. So... 
What our Schmanners listeners can do to get 20% off their first order is to go to bombas.com. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com. And you'll get 20% off that first order. Once again, bombas.com slash Schmanners. That's the code Schmanners. Maximum Fun's new sci-fi comedy podcast, Bubble, is coming to San Diego Comic-Con on July 21st. At 1 p.m., Bubble cast members Travis McElroy, Cristela Alonzo, Eliza Skinner, Allison Becker, Mike Mitchell, Jordan Morris, and Danielle Radford will be signing autographs. Tickets are required, but free. Then at 5 p.m., the cast will participate in a panel moderated by Jesse Thorne, held at the San Diego Central Library. For more information, visit MaximumFun.org slash SDCC. Hi, this is J. Keith Van Stratton, host of Go Fact Yourself here on the Maximum Fun Network. On Go Fact Yourself, we take the smartest people we know and make them look dumb. Paul, by the way, how much do you know about chicken husbandry? You gotta give them that grain. <laughs> All right. <laughs> gotta give them that grain. And then smart again. What future Hall of Fame pitcher for the Cleveland Indians became the first active player to enlist? Bob Feller. When- oh, okay. <laughs> We've got me... Co-host Helen Hong, plus celebrity guests and actual surprise experts. In the coming weeks, you can hear guests like Maria Bamford, Tom Bergeron, Paul F. Tompkins, Janet Varney, and Grant Imahara. And if you're in the New York area, come check us out live. We're doing two shows there on July 21st and July 22nd. Go to GoFactorPod.com for tickets and more. We'll see you in New York or on the first and third Friday of every month here on the Maximum Fun Network. Okay, we got a lot of good questions okay. this week. Great. This is from Bo. Is it acceptable to sleep somewhere on a college campus if A, it's out of the way, B, nobody's using that place? Like for a half hour max, no longer. I would say yes. It It's okay, um, especially since college campuses are full of young people usually um, and it's becoming more and more socially acceptable, especially our generation and younger, that napping is totally cool and no one's going to like bug you or whatever. I would say that you want to find someplace secure so that uh, your belongings aren't uh, mislaid. Um, And I would also suggest that you set an alarm because you don't want to miss your class. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I think... As long as nobody's using it. And that's the thing is, like, I really think it's important. A place that's, like, a study lounge or, like, a library or something. Don't take up space that someone else might need. But, like... At, like at, a common room, maybe? Yeah. That would but, be like, fine. But, like, in college, in the theater school, we had a green room that was full of couches. And I napped there all the time. Yes. So. Yes. Me, too. Uh, this is from Angie. If someone is napping in a public area of the house, like a living room, do I have to be careful not to wake them? I would say careful in the way that you're not going to like throw things around or drop things or like, you know, talk on your phone super loud in the room. Yeah, careful in that way. But you're it's a common place. So you're allowed to be there. Don't feel like you have to like scurry out of the room. If you want to sit and play on your phone or. Uh, or if you need to like just go through the room to leave or right. if it's connected to a kitchen or something and you need to eat. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's a difference between being considerate 
and um well being inconsiderate yeah so i would say yes you should be considerate of that person but do you need to walk on eggshells no just go through the room that you need to normally especially if it is someone who lives in that house and has a room they could have gone to like there's something about like okay cool you're sleeping in the living room and that's fine but like, I also am going to use this space, and we will be try to be considerate of each other. Mm-hmm. But like, shared spaces like that, you can't claim them just by laying down to sleep in them. Right. Um, this question is from Brenna. Is it rude to nap if you're riding shotgun with someone on a very long drive? I think you need to ask first. This is something that Travis and I we have we have a uh, I would say. Well, we have a spoken agreement where Travis doesn't mind driving. I actually, I like to drive. And I do not like driving. So he is usually number one driver and I am navigator. And if we come to a place where maybe we're on the same road for, I don't know, 300 miles or whatever, where are we going? I don't know. <laughs> right now? Nowhere, honey. We are sitting at the desk. Okay. But uh, so I will ask him, are you good? Is it okay if I snooze, if I take a little nap? And he will say, yeah, that's fine. Or, you know, I'm feeling pretty tired myself. I need you to help keep me awake. Especially, I think this especially holds true the later it gets and the darker mm-hmm, it gets and mm-hmm. the longer you've been driving. Yeah. Like, that's the thing is, it's I, I it never bothers me like starting out, like if we have to start out somewhere early or something and you want to like go back to sleep when we get in the car, I'm like, yeah. But if we've already been on the road like six hours and it's like, well, hold on, I'm tired too. Right. Um, I also don't ask him to change whatever it is he wants to listen to uh, because when he's driving, it's important that he be engaged. So um, I, you know, if I'm going to take a nap, I need to be okay with maybe putting on my headphones or just falling asleep to whatever podcast. And this is also, I think, in general, this applies here and something that we practice quite often as parents <laughs> <laughs> is kind of that tandem napping. Mm-hmm. So, like, if, if you want to take a nap, say to the driver, like, okay, I'll snooze for like 30 minutes. And then if you want me to drive for a while, you can snooze for 30 minutes. And- is that is that tandem? I feel like tandem means together, right? Because you have a tandem bike and that's two people riding at the but same. But it's like one after the other instead of side by side. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In yes. rotation? In rotation. rotation? Okay. okay, I'll allow Nap it. in rotation. Um, so that way it's not just you getting the nap while they're doing the driving or you getting the nap while they're watching the baby or you getting the nap while they're doing the work, whatever it right. is. And they might say, like, no, that's fine, but you've offered that, and I think that that is great. Um, This is from Sweet as Treacle. How many naps in a day is too many? Also, how long do you have to nap until it just becomes you going to bed at the wrong time? Hmm. Well, so here's the thing. Uh... According to sleep.org, which is where I got a lot of these really great stats, um, once you pass the 20 or 30 minute mark, you you fall into a deeper category of sleep, and that then influences how groggy you'll be when you wake up. So they recommend 
Uh, if you're going to take a nap, you take a 20 or 30 minute nap, probably around two or three in the afternoon. That's a couple hours after lunch. And so your, you know, your blood sugar is naturally going to drop as you're digesting your food and things like that. Um, but once you hit the hour mark, you should really keep napping for at least 90 minutes. So a total of an hour and a half, because that is usually what people get through a full one cycle of sleep. And that's as long as you really should nap at a time. Um, and then it just becomes going to bed at the wrong time. Well, that's the thing. is I Trust me, Teresa and I are experienced napper. And let me tell you, more nap is not better, right? It's just not. Unless you're ill. Well, yeah, if you need to rest, that's one thing. But if you're like, ah, oh, I'm so tired, I'm going to sleep for like three hours. Don't. One, it's really disorienting. Yeah, like, that's the thing. The but grogginess, I, Yeah, too. 30 minutes. I Justin and Griffin and I, whenever we tour, we tend to fly in the morning, get to the hotel, and then do the show at night. And we have found that doing like half hour of sleep is like the perfect window that we're not too groggy for the show, but we still feel. So I would say 30. I would... I would personally, in my experience, advise against multiple naps in a day because the later you go, if you like start, if I nap for too long or too late, I have a hard time falling asleep that mm-hmm. night. And then the cycle yeah, becomes, becomes that you're thing. so tired the next day that you want more naps and all that stuff. Um, I think that you could possibly, if you are very fast at falling asleep, and there was a time in my life you could set your watch seven minutes, I was asleep. That's not so these days, but anyway. So uh, I think that if you fall asleep very, very fast, you could possibly take two naps. One 15-minute nap in the morning, um, and then one 15-minute nap in like, so like I'm saying like, if you get up at six, nap at 10, take a, have your lunch, then nap at three, like 15 minutes tops, or else you're going to start eating into that, can't go to sleep at night. I have also found that if you find yourself like tired, as as counterintuitive as this sounds, getting up and walking around oftentimes will make you feel less tired. Yeah, like, get that blood moving. That's sometimes when I think like, "Ugh, I need a nap." Actually, just getting up and doing something is like, "No, I wasn't sleepy. I was just bored, or I was just <laughs> feeling sluggish." Um, so there's two questions here that are from two different points of view. So I'm going to ask both of them, and then we can discuss. Okay. Uh, so this is from the Tiny Baroness. You are hosting a small party that began with lunch, and it's getting near to nap time. Do you ask your guests to leave? Or do you announce in some way that you're going to take a nap and allow the party to continue in the interim? The other question is from Morris. If I am at an all-day affair, like an extended pool party, and get very sleepy, can I politely excuse myself to take a short nap? If so, where would this nap take place? Um. Okay. So I think that in the first question, yes, a nap is possible, depending upon the relationship that you have with these people. Um, If they are family or very, very close friends, and this is something that they know about you, like, oh, well, you know, her usual thing is go take a nap. Or if it's, even if it's just like, we are doing an all day, lazy day hangout. Like I've had those before where it's like, you know, it's, come in in the morning and we're gonna you know, have breakfast and then hang out all day and watch movies and like 
have a cookout tonight or whatever. Yeah. So the the closer the relationship, the you know, the easier it is to get that nap done. But if these are people that you don't know very well, I would suggest try and power through. Um, and then for the, the second question, I think that it really depends on, again, how well you know the host. Um, and you should tell the host that you need to lie down for a little while. Um, I would say that uh, you probably should let them know if you are feeling ill, and that's why you need to lie down. Um, But your host is the one who, one, will know where a good place is, and then will be able to let other guests know if they notice that you're missing. (laughs) Yeah. In a way that's, you know, still tactful. Oh, just needed to take a little break, resting on the couch for a few minutes. I can imagine like that. being a host and being upset if someone's like, hey, would you mind if I lay down for like 30 minutes? Like, no, it's fine. Like, yeah. it's totally cool. As long as you didn't want to lay down in the middle of the action, because that might make people uncomfortable. Yeah. This is the thing that we were talking about earlier, where walking through a common space um you should try and find a place that's kind of out of the way. Because if you take a nap on the couch and people are trying to, you know, have drinks and, you know, talk around you, that can be a little awkward for them. So find a good place to do it. Um, This question, we'll make this our last question, comes from Eloise. What are the rules for napping when you're on vacation with friends slash family? At a certain point, I just get so worn out, but is it rude to take a nap? Um, I think that, They'll understand. Vacation is a hard... Like, sometimes I feel like I need a vacation from my vacation. Whoa! You just come up with that? (laughs) That's so good. So it can be a stressful and super busy, fatiguing time. Um, And as long as it's not in the middle of, like, an event that y'all are having, I think in the downtime between things, it's perfectly fine. You wouldn't feel bad about needing to go take a shower or you wouldn't feel bad about like going to the restroom, going to the restroom, doing those kinds of things. I so you say, shouldn't have to feel bad about it. I think there's one important element, which is you. I think it is important that you say to them, like, if you all want to do something else, don't wait for me. Yeah. Right. Because that's the thing, especially if the group you're with are like people who like to do things. You don't want them to suddenly have to put everything on hold while they wait for you to get up, right? Right. So, say, like, if you all want to go mini golfing, I know you were talking about going mini golfing. Don't wait for me. Just go. When I'll I get up. I'll see you when you get back. Right. I'll, I'll text you and see what you're doing when I get up, right? Because what you don't want it to be is, like, I'm going to make the next hour about me. Mm. And you have to wait for me before the next thing, right? Like, sure, sure, sure. And I think also use your best judgment. Like, if you know everyone's getting ready for dinner... It's probably not the time for a nap, you know? But, like, everybody's done with drinks and lunch, and you've been out by the pool all day. Yeah, go take a nap. Like, yeah, especially if it's what you need. It's what you need. You should not apologize for napsidents as well. Oh, that's very good. Is that just, like, falling asleep wherever you are? An accident nap. Okay. (laughs) Um, So that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode all about naps. Let's see what's going on in our lives that people need to know about. Well, the Adventure Zone graphic novel is out in like a week. It comes out July 17th. We are so, so very excited, very nervous. Um, We are doing a whole bunch of book tour events. 
Um, on the 17th, we're going to be in New York. On the 18th, we're going to be in Cincinnati. So if you live in Cincinnati, there are still some tickets available for that. Get those tickets, macroyshows.com slash tours. And then I think the shows on the 19th in Boston and the 20th in San Diego are already sold out. Um, but get those Cincinnati tickets if you can. And then we are also going to be doing some kind of local bookseller events in August. You can find all of those at macroyshows.com slash tours. Um, there's a whole bunch of amazing shows on MaximumFun.org, including Bubble, which me and Justin and Griffin were just on. I believe we are on episode four. Um, but there's all kinds of wonderful, amazing shows on Max Fun that you should check out. Uh, what else, Teresa? Well, uh, we always do a thank you for Brent, Brentlefloss Black, who wrote our theme music, and that is super catchy and available as a ringtone wherever those are sold. We'd also like to thank Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art. Our Twitter handle is schmanners at schmannerscast, and you can tweet at it, right? Yeah, yeah you're at looking at me. Cast, yeah. <laughs> It just sounded like you were saying an email address. You're like Schmanners, Ash Schmanners. Oh, sorry. No, I meant I just wanted yeah to double back and say at Schmanners cast, and you can submit your questions there for each episode, and um, you can excuse me, uh, you can see what other people are saying about Schmanners cast, and then. we have a Facebook run, uh, sorry, we have a fan run Facebook group, and we like to thank Keely Weiss Photography for taking the picture for that banner. I've seen some really great posts on there, and that's where you can ask your schmannerly friends um, your uh, etiquette quandaries. There's some really great posts on there. Check, check it out. And the name of that group is Schmanners Fanners. <laughs> Get it. (laughs) And that's going to do it for us. Join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Schmanners, Schmanners. Get it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.